how that happened that only one person really know this part of the project and nobody can kind of cover the... if we're talking about non-fiction yeah then it's definitely good to know what author <laughs> wanted to right. say especially if it is some like, scientific book yeah. <laughs> something to that, that's to the... know. <laughs> more question what if we ask the same the same question but to your manager you need to encourage yourself you need to push yourself to to continue learning something basically people are more important important than than the machines so far uh, <laughs> yes so far <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. hello everyone welcome to techie wisdom the podcast where we go into have real talks with awesome engineering managers about how they got where they are today. I'm Anton, and today we are recording the first real episode of my podcast with a very special guest, my great friend, Andri Korchen, a very experienced engineering manager. Welcome, Andri. Uh, hi, Anton. Uh, it's nice to be here. Yeah, I'm uh, glad to be a guest. Yeah. I'm super happy to start uh, my podcast with you as my guest because we, uh, you have always been an example for me since we got acquainted. I think it was already like 20 years ago or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, like it was almost 20 years since then, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, maybe a little bit how we met. Uh, we studied at the same university, right? And that's how we saw each other the first time, yeah. even before we start. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, I would say that Phil goes the fact that we uh, used to be in the same dormitory and same room. That is somehow even more important when you're the first grade. That uh, that affects your relationship and like and the, the way how you see the world and like yeah, that's that's important. Yeah, you. exactly. Like the environment, I think, really makes you who you are, basically, right? Not not the professors in the university, but but really the people around you. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about yourself and how you found your way into the world of engineering and then actually engineering management later on? I mean, engineering and development uh, since, uh, I think since 2008, it is like wow. uh, more than 15 years. Yeah, but that was my, um, that was my uh, goal uh, to start working uh, as early as possible while I was studying. Uh, and I uh, I tried my best to to achieve it, and it, <clears throat> and uh, I think it was the second grade, like at the end of the second grade, I I, I applied to a research institute that was uh, I think uh, somehow affiliated with the university we studied, and I started part time there. Um, uh, and uh, uh, since then, I, I changed like several companies and uh, many many projects. Um, at yeah, the, regarding the past, uh, how to how 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 I got the engineering manager, how I like uh, uh, figured that that's the way I would like to go. It's it's hard to say because when you start your career, you uh, you're trying to do as best as you can whatever tasks are on your plate. You're trying to figure out what are good at, what tasks you enjoy work. Uh, on and mm -hmm. uh, what and, and then uh, after that uh, you're figuring that well this is uh, uh, this type of work motivates me mm -hmm. and uh, this type of work I never did but I would like to and then and then that's actually how it happened to me so when you work on a project that uh, has some gaps in uh, processes mm -hmm. and 
there's not, not nothing better about project all projects have gaps right and but the the thing is that when you uh see those gaps and when you would like to try to address those and that's uh, how it started to me that I, I i figured well i i, I would like to try to address mm -hmm. those and uh, luckily environment was supportive and um, uh, i had an opportunity to to try myself there and then i figured that well that's that's something i enjoyed enjoyed mm -hmm. doing and i think it, it was gradually uh, gradual transformation for me um it, it it wasn't something that happened one day because yeah. there were like some backs and forth so sometimes you're acting like manager then you're doing more development back uh then you're doing uh, more management then you're doing then sometimes your management is kind of engineering manager you're managing in, like engineering processes sometimes your management is you're managing uh people more and uh, there are like different uh, backs and forth and, like different uh, hats uh, you put on your head after some uh series of projects i figured that well i think i think that uh, this type of activity fits my skill set the most Mm -hmm. so. Okay, clear. And the, the whole development story, basically, of your life, uh, was this something that you discovered really when you were even a kid, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years old, and then you realized like, oh, wow, that's really a passion that I have. I want to be into development, into the computers, or it was more like since you entered the university, only then you actually start thinking about that more. I, I think I wrote my first uh, like lines of code when I was I don't know uh, when I was uh, thirteen. But it was just uh, something that uh, that I enjoyed. I was enjoying doing. It was it was not something that I saw that well. This is the path I would like to to go, and that's uh, the way for my entire life. No, I I, I didn't think of it that way. I think it was it it, it came even after I started my first. Uh, uh, job when I started realizing that well probably th this is the way I would like to go. Oh, okay. It is hard for me to believe that uh, that kids like or like young people of like age of 16, 17 they can be that aware of they what they really want and what they will be really enjoying doing in 15, 20 mm -hmm. years when they will be living they don't know even where, uh, what is the place, what the city, country when they, where they will be living, what will be their uh, like life situation, they they don't know that, so it's very hard to predict for them what they will will enjoy doing. Yeah, yeah, true. So it's hard for me to believe. Yeah. And to elaborate more about uh, on your personality, I think uh, I want to ask like interesting question: If you could have a dinner with any historical figure, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you ask that person? Huh. Uh, it's interesting. I never thought about. Uh, about it, the first first person that comes to my mind is uh, Eric Maria Remarque. So I would uh, I I would be curious to uh, to sit next to him and to to talk to him about like different things, especially in relation to uh, current world situation and uh, uh, and the the in his uh, his life and uh, his his path. And why why exactly him? Like what what do you feel about him that that makes you feel that way as well i like uh the way how he uh how he represent his thoughts so it, it, it really feels that uh, in every book i read from him there is like a strong line of uh, his personality and his uh, like uh, life attitude 
that you that you can feel in each uh, character of his his books and uh, and uh, I, I just like I would like to to talk to 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 this person to understand whether how whether, whether the picture I build based on his books about about his life about that world situation about the challenges he faced about because uh, like in characters like from his books um th there is part of his life as well and i would like to know about it and yeah it, it is nothing about like well if i wouldn't know that i yeah. i i cannot live uh, like uh, my life no it is just i would i would enjoy uh, that uh, that is the chat i i believe mm -hmm. i think i share this the same uh, passion also about the books that that you kind of feel this like the visualization in your head and the the whole abstraction that your head is creating this is totally different from from any movie or music that you listen to or watch to well you know we're, we're saying that uh, that's when we're talking about uh, fiction books if we're talking about non-fiction yeah then it's definitely good to know what author <laughs> wanted to say right. especially if it is some like, scientific book <laughs> something that you that's, definitely need to know <laughs> exactly Okay, uh, so before we go into really the next big chapter, which would be like a mock interview, uh, let's maybe give people uh, some context about you. Like, could you then describe your current role in, in the company that you, are, that you are working in now? How big is your team that you're leading? What type of the company it is, like a startup scale up or more corporate? Just just uh, give some uh, explanation about this. I'm working for a product company that is uh, relatively small. Uh, we are uh, like a bit more than 20, uh, 20 people. Mm -hmm. It is uh, something between the corporate and, uh, and startup. So we are flexible startup, but we are not that eager to uh, to uh, to grow like our revenue for no reason or to grow our like headcount for no reason. So we're, we're different in, in this regard. Yeah, and as I said, majority of our like company, uh, and we still we are small enough still to call everyone within our company as a team uh so sometimes we like we refer to like to dedicated teams like uh, their team qa devops mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we still often call ourselves like team uh, and the majority of our company uh, uh, is engineering unit uh that is like uh, the de development uh, including qa like devops and managing the engineering uh engineering unit how big is that how might how many people i think like we're like i don't know like 15 or so that's including yeah, developers like i don't know qa devops and uh... yeah, everyone I, th I think everyone yeah everyone it's like it's yeah, so we had like a bit more than 20. before that one you actually worked also for some big companies in general as well right it was outsourcing company it was not like it was service servicing company uh -huh. uh, so it was not a product and uh and I would say that there is a huge difference uh, between product and non-product companies in in many ways. So I I, I wouldn't even compare. Like it's, it, it, it was different experience. It was nice, and uh, it was uh, for for me it was more about people I met because um, it was like bigger company. It was like nice Dutch company mm -hmm. uh, that gave me a lot. It was mostly about people, not about the products, about processes. Mm -hmm. But but there were like variety of projects. There are different projects, and uh, I met a lot of smart people in each of them. So it was you know like twenty. So I I, I spent uh, 
six years, six and a half years working uh -huh. there. And um, yeah, there are like, you know, maybe 10, maybe even like 20 different projects. Some are small, like for four weeks, just like mm -hmm. very, very quick and rapid. Some are for half years so different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's that's already enough for for guys to understand that you are a very experienced guy that you uh, went through different uh, styles, different companies, different teams, and different projects. And I think that's always great to have uh, as diverse as possible to uh, to then to then uh, go where you are today. Actually, right? Because all the knowledge and all the experiences that you had before, I'm pretty sure you use. It every day right now right um yeah i think i, I think it is mostly true yeah okay so uh, now now i would like to then start so-called mock interview why i want to do this because i think it's very uh helpful tool for the people who may be considering moving to the engineering manager role from the current position they are now and just you know uh, surfing through the internet about some questions, some possible questions that can be asked on the interview and then see how you can approach those questions. I think that would be great help to those people. And uh, what I would like to do now is to kind of play a role of this interview. I would be like a hirer and, and you're going to be yourself basically. And yeah. we, we will be uh, playing that kind of act. And I would just ask you some questions that, that normally people ask uh, on that kind of position and you just answer whatever, whatever you think is, is correct. Yeah, yeah, let's get started. Just wanted to say before, before, yeah, before uh -huh. we jump dive uh, into the questions, I would like to say that for those who, who, who you, uh, uh, who think will be interested in this type of questions and answers, uh, from my perspective, the most important thing is need to be yourself and to um, and not to try to answer some like common uh, standard answers you found in the internet because um, because you are looking for, for the place where you'll spend like a lot of time yeah. in your life and you want to understand that you will good you will be a good fit and uh, the company will be a good fit for your life or your mindset and everything so and uh, if uh, if something does not click then it, it is okay and if you don't know the answers that would be uh, acceptable by interviewer then it, it is okay but it is it is your style it is your answer yeah yeah absolutely so right it should, i think it, sh it should be from you it, it shouldn't be from internet it, and this type of mock interview is just to to give a rough idea yeah. how to be it's definitely not exactly. there answer like a prescribed answer yeah, yeah absolutely because it's all it's all uh, um wrapped around your personal opinion right and and your knowledge and your experience before and the, the yeah. answer i would give of course might be a little bit different or maybe similar if we have similar experiences before but absolutely you're right uh, that people don't just blindly copy paste answers and then add at least a little bit of your own to that one yeah, so the first question, like pretty generic, in your opinion, what is the engineering manager role about? What are the main responsibilities of uh, that position of that role? I think uh, even though it is uh, like a pretty pretty common position, engineering manager, but I think that the variety of responsibilities mm -hmm. is uh, somehow wide and it, it really depends on the company you're working for and the particular needs of a company and particular needs of a company 
at this particular stage of company's growth, I think in most cases, this type of responsibility is something from is something from two bu uh, buckets. Like first is uh, delivery management, and second is people management. Delivery management specific tasks is uh, like running like development process, uh, task breakdown, uh, like assignments. Uh, uh like long-term estimates and short-term estimates um, uh, development practices like technical excellence uh, mm. uh, product metrics production metrics uh, uh, playing like intermediary uh, role between uh, product team and engineering team and the uh, field management is uh, like is uh, recruitment onboarding uh, um, like employee retention, uh, uh, team growth. Uh, so I think that's the main, main categories I would, I would call. But again, so for some, in some cases, for engineering managers, you may not face, uh, you, or you may face like uh, hiring once a year, and it definitely won't be your main focus. But on the other hand, you have to build and uh, uh, reorganize the way how engineering team works with a uh, business team and that will be your day-to-day -day activity and it will be heavy for you it will require a lot of effort a lot of creativity whereas uh, hiring process may be uh, well established in a company you're working for and uh, and that won't be a challenge for you at all mm -hmm. so that's how i see it yeah, I think it make, makes total sense. And talking about the delivery management that you said, I have like a concrete question here. Uh, let's say you build a feature, right? Of course, that, that's how we all do in, the, in our jobs. And then, uh, yeah, <laughs> at least part of our job is about that. And then uh, how you make sure as the manager that your team eventually will build exactly what was requested from the beginning? Because in between, there are a lot of steps and mm -hmm. process involved, like from, let's say, idea of some stakeholder and until it went uh, to production. And in the middle, somehow things can change. And how then you really make sure that the original idea is exactly what you have at the end? You need to, to be prepared uh, well. So uh, you need to, to work closely with your uh, product team to uh, understand their needs. And uh, sometimes it is hard. You need to uh, have like well-written uh, definition of ready uh, list. So what what is considered as a task uh, feature that is ready for your team to be taken to development. Otherwise, so like otherwise, uh, you may uh, you may face different challenges on, on your way. Like uh, whether you will have possibility to. To test it, whether you need to apply like A/B testing, and this feature uh, has a lot of uncertainty, for instance, about the final output. As for feature, you you tend to uh, you you have to uh, define feature more granular, so the the effort will be measurable, the outcome will be measurable. If you see the risk of uh, feature being transformed uh, during its uh, uh, lifetime. Then you have to drill it down to like more granular bits, and then uh, these granular bits, it's easy to to set uh, expected uh, expected results, and it's easy to to track whether this feature is indeed, uh, or whether this particular bit of the 
big features indeed uh, the right thing in a bigger picture of like a whole epic it, it, it really depends on the on the type of feature and uh, how how agile you would like to be because uh, you you may not have all the requirements from the beginning so then you need to um, to be creative and introduce some process of like periodic uh, uh, product team acceptance or client acceptance right. or like ju- just to uh, make sure that after every single stage of development you're still on the same page all right cool and now uh, let's say your engineering man- uh, team has to build two features at the same time but it has a bandwidth only for one how you would solve that puzzle as the manager it happens all the time uh, so you need to uh, to ask uh, yourself questions you need to ask uh, product team questions um, questions of, of the following nature so um, what will happen or what will be the cost of not implementing each of the features then which uh, product line each feature belongs to like maybe the uh, one is uh, one does belong to to the product line that is a company's priority for this like, quarter for this mm-hmm. year so it definitely will have higher priority then uh, who are the dependents of uh, each feature uh, if uh, if uh, if this feature particular feature is uh, blocking other teams then it may have higher priority in this case uh, can we um, uh, can we uh, implement it partially and uh, deliver only the part that uh, that is enough to unblock the other team like let's say we can define api and we uh, and we skip uh, production ready uh, implementation uh, then uh, can we uh, can we reduce scope of each feature so there, are, there, there are various approaches to and it is there is no like silver bullet that can address all these things but you need to constantly ask questions ask uh, product team questions what is the trade-off they are comfortable with yeah yeah makes sense and probably also give give some uh, estimations from your side as well right because if let's say one feature to build is yeah, like sure. a few days and another one few weeks that might also make a lot of difference into the decision making yeah yeah that's 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 true that's true okay and maybe maybe a little bit different uh question but but similar to how how you would manage this delivery part let's say you have uh, a very tight deadline and um mm-hmm. and you're working hard as a team maybe like i don't know let's say two weeks of the deadline that you have to build something and, and release to production and then suddenly one of your core members got sick the one that was really like one of the core guys in this team uh, and you realize that okay like i don't know just just a flu but still for one week uh, he or she is completely gone mm. your action in this situation you what what's what you're gonna do we need to um to identify risks as early as we can and we need to try to uh to understand the cost and the potential uh, like potential gap between what we can achieve and what what is expected um then uh, it, it it really depends whether it's like it's one big feature or is it like just some uh, set of features and we'll be able to deliver some of these uh, features and uh, yeah you, you definitely need to communicate it to be business team uh, and uh, um it is it is important to understand what will be the what will be the trade off 
whether you can uh, shift the deadline, whether uh, do you have a clear way to communicate um, uh, communicate the shift the deadline to your stakeholders, or do you have a clear way to communicate a reduced scope to your stakeholders? If it is the deadline, you cannot shift, and it is uh, the it is something that happened like one week or two weeks before the like final the final deadline then the question is is it the only event that interfered with your like planned process and is it the case that this only uh event messed up whole your planning then what's wrong with your planning then that's a good point for respect you have a bottleneck so only one person can deliver yeah certain part of your feature so yeah. that's that there are a lot of questions uh, to to revise afterwards if if it if it indeed le leads to uh shifting deadline like for like say failing deadline in any way like whether reducing scope or shifting deadline. yeah definitely like how that happened that only one person really know this part of the project and nobody can kind of cover that case right so i think the next step would be to make sure that at least two people in the team knows about uh, everything and then and then at least the risk is less mm -hmm. right yeah there could be a bad coincidence that uh, that it was indeed like uh, so you you were willing to take this risk and to you wanted to deliver this feature let's say by i don't know like mm -hmm. by first of may because there is some event there or, or something that, that was really important you, you are willing to take this risk but then you need uh, at a time when you accepted the risk you have to understand what will be the cost you you may pay in case if it won't work out and yeah, and then you should not invent plan B on the fly. Yeah, true. It should be there somewhere there in your pocket already. Yeah, sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't, right? But uh, that that's another story. <laughs> and uh, about people management that you mentioned, I, as far as I know, you actually work uh, with a remote team completely. So how then you approach yeah. managing the team with really diverse skill sets, working style, and, and the backgrounds, especially when they are remote. If you have a good team, then uh, uh, with the diverse backgrounds and diverse skill sets and uh, like in like diverse seniority, mm -hmm. let's say, uh, then it is uh, in many cases it's is a good fit for most of the process because the projects projects needs are always diverse. You have different types of tasks. You have different types of. Uh, challenges you face so for some people uh, uh, some people are willing to work on uh, uh, like uh, heavy uh, heavy tasks uh, being deeply focused for uh, for like for week for two weeks mm -hmm. uh, so for them you just need to make sure that you um, you have well-defined requirement you minimize the communication uh, you uh, uh, you have a uh, clear and articulated expectation from what's supposed to be delivered yeah and this and this person can do it better than anyone else for some people who who is in like you know the like active like uh, development uh, stage of their like career who are eager to uh, to learn more and more and more you can value more possibility to do pair program wins pair program with someone more senior some people are uh, comfortable working uh, with vague requirements but uh, but you need to understand that there are risks there that taking vague requirement 
you're providing a like, good challenge, but uh, you're providing a high level of risks not being delivered or being delivered uh, like partially or or having like technical debt at the end or having different types of trade-offs. Um, but but some people but these people are willing to work with vague, requir- vague requirements and they're comfortable to asking people around they're comfortable to initiate conversations uh, chats uh, and uh, uh, poking people around to provide them with all required information so there are different type of uh, like of skill set different type of work uh, work attitude okay and then uh, for example let's say i'm uh, stepping into your uh, office we, and see everybody's in your team and then I uh, ask one of your teammates let's go and drink some coffee and then uh, during our conversation I just ask that person like can you please tell me describe the management style of Andre what do you think uh, this person will tell me I can predict the question um, question back from the person what are the options for management styles I say whatever okay I, then if rephrase it like describe andre as your manager then then what do you think they will say um it's i I would be curious to hear the answer as well so if you are going to reach out to someone just let me know (laughs) the answer i uh i i would expect something like uh, this this, uh, being described as a supportive i i try to be supportive for my team and i perhaps i'm put more effort to be supportive for my engineering team than to yeah, for, for, for our business team I may look not as supportive as I try to be for engineering team uh-huh. but uh, but I think that's uh, that's logical I think that's my approach yeah so I, I don't I, I, I cannot think of anything and maybe maybe two more like let's say top three words like supportive and then two more yeah maybe maybe it is wishful thinking for me but uh, but that's actually my, but uh, let's frame it if if it is not entirely true for how it is for some but uh, at least it, that's my uh, my my goal and how i how i see it's supposed to be how how i would like to be so uh, being uh, being uh, transparent and being uh, direct mm-hmm. what, one more question what if we ask the same the same question but to your manager do you think the answer will be different or the same more or less like if i ask your manager please describe uh, the management style or or how how basically andre manages uh, the team in also three words what your manager will say i believe that it will be something uh something of the same nature mm-hmm. uh, yeah i i uh, somehow in some responsibilities i somehow replaced the uh, I replaced my current manager so what uh, used to be his responsibilities are now my responsibilities so uh and uh, i somehow like inherited part of uh, his approach how he uh, manages uh, things so if you will say if he would want to describe me probably it will be partial describing of himself so and uh, definitely he will say something good okay okay <laughs> Yeah, at least in my in my uh, my philosophy on that on that situation is I think uh, part of our job in whatever position we are, I think part of our job is to offload some work from my manager, because 
as a manager, I think you you would value this kind of skill as maybe the most one if let's say five of 15 of your teammates would do something that that offloads your your day-to-day work if you can completely delegate something to to those people and they even learn from it for you that's like a a, a direct benefit and then also if we are talking about the team and and how they describe you i think it's very important important to to have the trust as the manager of your team especially if you entered like in your situation it's a little bit different because you grow the team yourself that's maybe a little bit different but if you had ever experience to step in as the manager to the already set up team let's say there is a team of six seven people Mm -hmm. and then you actually became their new manager uh what's your actions or advices on how you would really get this trust uh, within some time from your team? I think I never put dedicated effort in uh, building this trust, like, uh, well, I need to do this in order to gain some trust. So I, I never thought about it this way, but it, I, I think it is based on a common sense. You need to be honest. You need to be respect res- respectful uh, for others, others' opinions. Mm-hmm. And you need to be, or you need to keep the best expertise within your team for at least one area so you still need to be a good expert uh, like technical expert because this is an engineering team they value uh, technical expertise and uh, and if you prove that you you're willing to learn some like mm-hmm. complex concepts then i think it's it's very important and uh, you need to keep this expertise you need to learn because you're because people who are working with uh, um, with hands-on tasks, they learn technical things daily, and they yeah. they organically will grow. Whereas you, as a manager, you may have lack of uh, opportunity in your day-to-day work to grow technically. Mm-hmm. So you need to you need to encourage yourself. You need to push yourself to to continue learning something. And you need to, uh, and then back to the second uh, point from my list, be respectful to other people's opinions and to other people's expertise. So you need to get back to other people, ask their their thoughts, ask for their technical advice, considering and assuming that they they are better technical experts than, than you are in some areas. And then you will learn. So you have a unique opportunity to learn from multiple high-level engineers yeah. who, who are growing rapidly and you can ask them questions and uh, ask uh, them to to teach you somehow so yeah yeah and i think that's how how it build it. okay excellent answer i think uh, very good one let's move on to like another block and before we start maybe um you can share some some funny story about some miscommunication or misunderstanding misunderstanding within your team or maybe you have like a tech fail during a live demo or like you know demo effect everybody knows that that you prepared everything and then suddenly everything crashed do you have something like that to share with uh, people we're working for dutch company the funny thing was so everything was in dutch and even in code uh, the users, uh, there was no class users like ah, like a broker, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, 
uh, your he is better than Dutch, he is better than mine. Yeah, uh, so the, the, everything was in Dutch, and the, <clears throat> and confusion came from the fact that there are supposed to be two different products. We uh, uh, we spent like uh, one month of working, assuming that there is only one uh, website we need to deliver that is for uh, vehicles. And uh, it turned out that there, there, there should be another one for ships. And uh, uh, in Dutch, there was only one letter differently. It was like for two again and for two again or something like that. <laughs> uh, and it was, <laughs> and, uh, and we, we didn't realize that. Well, this is like, and, and the uh, functionality from uh, BA perspective uh, was pretty similar in both. And uh, like the screens, the, the screens we had to deliver are pretty, pretty the same. And I, at that time, I was uh, like um, pretty junior uh, in engineering, and uh, uh, and for me, it sounds like a fun. But now I would, I would be happy actually to talk to people from that project who who uh, who were managers of that uh, of that project, who were like uh, seniors there to to hear their thoughts, how come, <laughs> like, how it happened, because to me, like, for Junior, it, it was like, okay, there was just, we, we thought that it is mistyped, but it, it turned out to be not a mistype, mm-hmm. it was just another another product we needed to deliver, even though very simple, uh, but for, like, for most senior people, I, yeah. I, I would like to hear the explanation of how they thought it, it happened. Okay, wow, yeah. cool stuff, <laughs> cool story. <laughs> And now I want to start like a rapid fire round, which means that um, I'm going to ask you some short questions and you can answer not necessarily short. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's let's see what, what happens. I'm curious of this uh, block as well. So uh, Mac or PC? Mac. Uh, coffee Mac. or tea? Uh, coffee. Okay. Uh, most underrated tech tool or software you can't live without? There is a tool called uh, Crisp that is uh, built. Uh, it, 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 well, I, I, know, I don't know if it is indeed underrated. If you're in the, somewhere at loud place, and then uh, it can create a feeling on the other side of the screen that uh, mm-hmm. that is completely quiet outside because it suppresses pretty well. Okay, nice. Uh, favorite programming meme or a joke? I think that, yeah, that's the one that actually recently recorded on our project. We discussed some uh, some production issue. Uh, and uh, so the, the joke is uh, the uh, guy with a broken leg comes to doctor and uh, says that uh, I have pain uh, in my leg. I don't know like, what to do. Can you can examine and check and doctor just looks at his own leg and says well i have pretty the same leg but it doesn't hurt so it's supposed to be okay uh, so it's like sometimes happens between uh, developers and kids yeah, yeah that's a good one <laughs> uh most challenging tech problem that you have solved in an under an hour i don't know like there was uh yeah, there was like pretty pretty recent one uh, i had to provide some estimates for aw costs mm-hmm. And it, it is non-trivial, but um, I somehow like numbers addicted and I really like, like I start uh, solving every problem, like uh, from any uh, 
from any sphere of my life uh, from opening google sheets okay. <laughs> and uh, putting putting numbers there uh, then so and it, uh, i was able to to handle it i think pretty pretty quickly uh, even though it is not like trivial and uh, the answer is not on a surface okay. if you can represent something with numbers then this thing probably doesn't even exist yeah okay <laughs> that's how i think of it so i start uh, solving all problems with google Sheets. all right cool uh best piece of advice you have received in your tech career i, I can't recall something that okay someone told me and like ah that's how it works i don't know like <laughs> i don't know if there was uh, something like that long time ago one told me that um if you're in the right place and dealing with the things you're good at and then you put um effort in uh, making these decisions then these decisions will be at least not bad and so maybe it maybe it will be lesson learned for you maybe it will be indeed not the, the ideal one but you need not to afraid to make a decision you need to push yourself if, if, you, if you're hesitating just put more effort on uh, assessing potential risks but uh, don't hesitate to make an, a final decision and uh, it is not failure until you give up it is just an experiment when you give up it is like okay there's a failure mm -hmm. of experiment but if you're uh, uh, uh attempting again and again that was just another experiment that is okay to kind of to fail series of experiments uh, until you get the right answer okay yeah. good one uh and the last one if you would be able to spend a day with someone famous from the tech industry who would it be Huh. Let's say from from uh, the one who's still alive, the whole day, not only dinner, but the whole day. Whole day, if alive. So I, I hesitated between like uh, uh, Jobs and uh, uh, and Bill Gates, but uh, but if alive still, then then probably Bill Gates. I would like to spend time with him and um, just understand what he uh, what was behind uh, his decision, what uh, how he made it, and uh, how he. Like, what were the failures uh, behind all his uh, successful, well-known uh, decisions, right? And the same actually for Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what what, what they what they felt about their felt about their failures, what they felt about their uh, success, how they forced themselves to continue move on after failure, and it's more important for me how they forced themselves to move on after success when they set the goal. Because I, I believe that these people are among those who exceed their expectations in achieving their goals. Because uh, I don't I don't believe that they um, set the goals uh, that high that they achieved. So probably there was a period when they achieved something and then, then they realized that, well, I can do even twice more. I can, I can do everything. And that's what forced them not to not to stop and to to consider that uh, that my goal original goal was uh, was a wrong one. I was wrong with setting solo goal. Yeah, I would like to hear answer for those questions. Yeah, I was. I uh, would be curious too, of course, just to sit uh, somewhere around. You know? you yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe you still will be able to talk to him uh, in this life. Why not? Um, okay, and uh, let's move on to to another block, which basically some tips, advices that you can give from your own experience. And also we will talk about uh, the book as well. 
I we already shared a lot of passion uh, about the books. That's that's what I like. And for uh, aspiring engineering managers out there, what would be your top piece of advice? I think that um, developing emotional intelligence is the is the key. So uh, not only technical uh, skills and technical excellence uh, may bring you to the point where all managers would like to be. It is about self-awareness to uh, being able to analyze your own strengths and weaknesses, what you like, what you don't like, being able to uh, to build an empathy, uh, to understand other people's needs, other people's problems. So basically, people are more important, important than, than the machines so far. Uh, <laughs> yes, so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I, I believe that will be the case all, all the time. Yeah. Okay, yeah, time flies when, when, when you're having fun, basically. And uh, talking about books, uh, in my career, at least, books gave me a lot of uh, really insightful information on the topics or the questions that I really couldn't even find from my managers or my colleagues. So do you have one management or maybe one leadership book that influence you the most and help you also to progress in your career uh, the most? The one that I would like to uh, to mention is uh, leading, uh, I think it's called, called Leading the Leaders from uh, Itzhak Adesis or Adesis. Uh, this is... Uh, this is the book that describes uh, managerial styles. That is like why, why it popped up in my mind because earlier you asked a question about managing mm -hmm. style and uh, then I asked what are the options and then uh, later uh, I figured that, well, could, uh, this could be the options. And uh, this book describes different uh, uh, management skill set and uh, the author um, uh, represent it, represents it in a way that uh, we are all uh, partially producer, partially administrator, partially uh, integrator, and partially entrepreneur, and that's the proportion of this uh, skill set. Skills in your skill set matters, and uh, and it, it was nice to to read and to um, reflect on the um, on what you what you hear, what you what you read in the book to understand who are you in this regard and what I your strengths and what are your weakness and uh, it's it, it somehow inspired me to uh, look into uh, skills mentioned in that book that i am not strong at mm -hmm. and that it was quite quite, quite i haven't uh, read that one that's a cool i think i will put the link to this book in the description so people can also find out this and maybe I will also read that one. Thanks for that. Um, so I think it's time to wrap it up, basically. I think it's been a great uh, one and a half hour almost. Uh, I want to express a huge gratitude to you, Andre, that you uh, spent your personal time and decided to talk uh, with me uh, and uh, share also your your wisdom your tips your experience with the audience that will listen to to this uh thank you very much for for being today with me i really appreciate it and uh, maybe who knows we will talk about some other stuff in the future as well but so far it's been great thank you for that yeah thank you uh 
thank you for organizing this uh, this conversation it was uh, fun and nice to talk to you and uh, uh, thank you for uh, good questions and i hope that uh, people will find uh, useful interesting answers and topics we we discussed yeah i hope so too and to our audience uh, thank you guys also for listening to this podcast and if you like it of course please subscribe and uh, maybe leave a comment and share it with friends that would help us to to grow this podcast and until next time stay curious and stay wise and take care everyone